Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to the Fringe of It. Episode number three. And today we are in sunny Margate. And it is really sunny. There is not a cloud in the sky. I'm going to have to apologise for the sound because we're normally at Liv's house she has double glazing yeah and I have I feel like I speak about my windows a bit too you're, much you're, you and your period property <laughs> yeah there could be seagulls now and again uh, young boys drive up my road on very loud scooters yeah so I'm hoping that's not going to disturb the sound too much I might I should put blockades at the end of my road <laughs> like the queen yeah we're <laughs> recording so yeah I hope the sound's going to be okay it will and thank you for the response for episode two. I know every week I'm just astounded that people are listening and talking on the Facebook group, which is a real hub. That is the party. That is where you need to be. And I got the URL wrong. I know you did. Cocky. Oh. I was so... You were like, I know what I'm talking about. I'm actually going to have a look whilst I whilst I read it out. So it is... www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash... The fringe of it. Uh, you didn't need to articulate the fringe of it so much. No, my mum started listening, so now I need to pronounce my T's. Oh, sorry. Yeah, she figured out how to listen to podcasts. So I had to show my mum as well. It's quite easy. It's yeah. When you know what you're looking for. Well, what? Yeah, once I showed them that it was just an app, mm. because my dad didn't kind of understand what a podcast was. Mm. He was like, "What? So you just you just sat around in a room chatting, recording it?" I feel like if I want to really massage my ego, I'd say it's like a private radio show <laughs> oh maybe we should start calling it that it's uh, our radio show but we actually host it on the podcast app and listen about that the better <laughs> <laughs> i still want to figure out how to do phone-ins maybe i got a landline installed maybe we should get us like a spare phone people phone and leave voicemails and then we play the voicemails on the podcast and then say like oh Sally from Dublin has a question, and then we play it. <laughs> I just love how you just plucked out Sally in Dublin. I don't know. Clearly got something on Hi, the if there's a Sally listening in Dublin. This is for you. <laughs> um, I love that we're talking about logistics. Shall we, um, Maybe we should move on from that. Yeah, so, talk about that off air. So what is today's topic about, Charlotte? It is all about defining success and ambition. 
That is correct. Is that correct? <laughs> it is correct. I've really had to think about that. Because you can't define ambition. I know, I, I could see the A about to come out. I was like, nope, keep it in, keep it in. <laughs> it is about defining success and ambition. Yes. So, we're Or gonna... should it be ambition and defining success? Either or. The same message is there. So that is today's topic. We thought we'd be a nice continuation from the talk about comparison and confidence because I do think that jobs and ambition and success all kind of marry into that quite nicely. Yeah, I feel like the way the podcasts work is we've just had one long conversation. So we've gone from friendship and loneliness to confidence. And then on to like ambition and success and careers. And I think it's a nice fluid motion. I can't guarantee this is going to last for (laughs) however many episodes we end up doing. Well, what we've done in the Facebook group is there is a pinned post, which I've not pinned, but I will pin. Um, And people are putting their thoughts on there. Or you can send us an email. Yeah. I'm really keen for email. Yeah, we're really keen for private interaction. I don't know why. (laughs) I've not actually checked our inbox, so um, I I don't know why I'm encouraging. That's a ringing endorsement of people (laughs) to get in touch. No, we've got no emails. We've got no emails. Okay, so if you do want to email us with any suggestions on things that you'd like to see us talk about. We have got a few. and Hear us talk about. Yeah. What did I say? See. Oh, hear us talk about then. Do go ahead with that. Should we get on to the main, the main, the main gig? What have you been up to this week? I wish that there was more exciting things to report, but not a lot really. Bit of, bit of shopping, bit of TV, bit of adulting. What have I been watching? Oh, let's crack on to that, because I know, look at that smug face. I have found the best TV show ever. So I started watching, I wasn't going to talk about this, so I don't know why I'm talking about it. You already know what I'm going to say, don't you? So I started watching David Simon's new TV show, which is all about prostitution in the 70s. I did not know that this is where I was going. Yeah. So, oh, you didn't know. No. Oh. I just started smiling. It sounded like you were up to. You had a you had a certain face on. I thought you were up to no good. So, do you, did you ever watch The Wire? No, but I think Joe did. Yeah. So I well, David Simon used to be a journalist at the Baltimore Sun, and then he made The Wire, which I never finished because. I don't finish a lot of things. But he also made an amazing TV show called Show Me a Hero with Oscar Isaac, which was about the housing crisis in a place called Yonkers in the 80s. That was really interesting. That was a shorter series, um, hence why I finished it. And then he also did a TV show about, um, it was called Treme, which was about Hurricane Katrina and the the aftermath of that in the um, community in New Orleans. It was phenomenal that's six series long it's quite beefy but um it was it was just gripping so I kind of knew what I was getting into when it was David Simon's new show (laughs) what what channel is this on um it's on Amazon Prime oh okay so anyone can watch it yeah but it's not very on brand because I saw two two penises (laughs) and I said I just I'm talking about it already you're getting quite a flush on aren't you (laughs) Um, but it was funny because it really shocked me but this, I, I don't want to get into the kind of the whole, th- <laughs> Liv can't even talk about it. It's like having your nan round. But we're <laughs> so, so explicit. So used to female nudity. It's so common to see female nudity, like across media and online. And then you're so right. Yeah, so I saw two, two of these things on the TV <laughs> and I was shocked. And we did watch the end of the first episode. It is quite gritty, so I'm not necessarily telling everybody to go and watch that. But yeah. if you're not familiar with David Simon's work, do go and check him out if you've Ooh. got access to Show Me a Hero or Treme. The new show by David Simon is called The, Ju- the Deuce. The, the Deuce. Deuce. I love that this article is written on the 1st of June, 2017. 
Not to bring up Family Guy again, but I feel like... Oh, so it's, it's a period drama? Yeah, it's set in the 70s. Okay, so York. it's not like a factual... No, sorry, I didn't really say that, did I? No, because I thought it might have been a documentary. Going down this rabbit hole, yeah. the point of my story is I found the most life-affirming show that I've ever seen. I think I know what you're going to say because I discovered it this week as well. Queer Eye? <sighs> Where has it been all my life? It is so good. It's such like a light-hearted, empowering, and it, because it's a makeover show, essentially, you'd think that I think with a lot of makeover shows, they're very, they're quite surface level. It's like yeah. very appearance-based, but this feels like it's really about an internal transformation as well. Absolutely. So apparently, so for anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, Queer Eye is on Netflix, and is there eight episodes? I yeah. think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it used to be around in two thousand and three. Three. Yeah. Please, if anybody wants to come on board and be our researcher, <laughs> fact checker, that would be great because we're just Googling as we go. Or 2013. Yeah. Maybe. Well, it had a three in it. <laughs> <laughs> but they brought it back. I never saw the original series, so I have nothing to compare it to, but it's about five gay guys and they are the makeover folk. Is that how you do it? So they're like five Trini but, and Susannas. Yeah, but everyone has like their own speciality. So it might be like food or interiors or grooming. Like everyone's got their own kind of. And there's niche. one guy's just about well being, isn't? Aren't they like confidence? I think so. I can't remember all their names. I love Anthony though. The food yeah, guy. I feel like we need to get on board with the names. Yeah, I need. To, I mean, I only watched an episode about an hour ago, so I'm still. So I watched it last night and I cried at that first episode. It was amazing. So what it is about, it's about the five gay guys and then they go and make over someone's life. Um, and it's in in America. And the first episode, was he a 56, 57-year-old? 57 57-year-old, um, divorced. I don't know, I felt like it tackled so many different issues. Like about like mental health, about looking after yourself, self-care. It, it was just so nice to see like the relationships between them all and... I don't know. I just felt really good after watching it. I think he was particularly great, the the guy that they made over, because he really embraced everything. Yeah. So, oh, 100%. So they made over his house. Yeah. I'd like to talk about the patio area. That was stunning. Oh, I'd like to know if he's going to keep up the hydrangeas that they put (laughs) in his vase. Um, So they made over his whole apartment because he was three times divorced and he had no no confidence left really to go dating again, did he? He actually wanted to get back with his ex-wife, which I thought was really cute. That was really Um, lovely. And they redid his wardrobe. Um, They implemented a skincare routine, but he just embraced it all. I think that's it. And it kind of redefines what masculinity is as well. Yes. Which I really loved. Because I think especially on television, there's not a lot of space for it. There hasn't been made, the space isn't made for it. So seeing lots of different men like embrace their masculinity and femininity and all these different things, it's so like refreshing. Definitely. So I started an episode two and I I need to remember the, these people's names. I can barely remember your name. Um, and he said he didn't like to be touched or have people over to his house because it was a control thing, which was really interesting because I I didn't see a lot of myself in him because there was literally dog hair everywhere and it really gave me a twitch. But I thought it was interesting because one of my New Year's resolutions was to invite people around to my house more Ooh. because I don't really host dinner parties or anything. I mean, I do, but I kind of make bit too much of a big deal out of it yeah I know what you mean but Not... then I thought maybe is it a control thing that I don't have people around because you, you you're quite vulnerable I guess when you host dinner parties and things like that because you're not quite sure how the whole situation is going to play out I guess your space becomes a shared space yeah time and then 
it was it was quite interesting. And then he said that he had a protective layer of laughter. I just quite related to this guy in, in, in a way, but not his cleanliness, no. Yeah, no. everything but the cleanliness. But yeah, watch it. It's amazing. I actually cannot wait to go to bed tonight to watch some more. I loved it. It's just such an easy watch. Such a feel-good thing and such a nice message. If you want to delve a bit deeper, it's got a great underlying message as well. Yeah, and I think it's 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 been positive overall yeah because I wasn't quite sure with the title I wasn't sure what to expect I think yeah and I think that because well, the first title was um you can't fix ugly and I was I think it's easy to be put off by that yeah but that wasn't how the guy felt about himself yeah deep down, exactly so they, it's not like they've just pulled that out of thin air yeah but, they were working on those kind of foundations of his feet of his and I confidence think everyone can relate to it as well it's got that thing where you watch it and you think oh like everyone's got those elements of insecurity but it's how we address them and that would have been a great thing to talk about last week because um oh is it jonathan the uh the groom the one who does grooming he's amazing but he was talking a lot about confidence and i was just nodding along i just want them to come and make over my life like come and do your thing I mean, I wouldn't make a. I think you've got. I think you've got a good thing going. No, no, no. I definitely feel like there's room okay. for improvement if okay, those well, five came over. They're hired. Yeah, yeah. If there, here's an advert. If you want to come to Margate, um, UK, because there is a Margate in the US. Um, oh. Yeah, come and come and make over my life. So, what else have you been watching? What else have I been watching? I've been watching a lot of award shows. It um, does seem like it's award show. It's week. award season. Is um, it? Yeah. I, I must have lost all my invitations. But I watched the Baftas on Sunday, which I love. I always love. I, I make a real thing of it. Last year, it's a couple of years ago actually. I Joe and I went away, and it was around Valentine's weekend that the Baftas were on, and we got an Airbnb, and we arrived. We were like, right, we're going to watch the Baftas. We're going to get a takeaway. Got there, and they didn't have a television. Oh no, was it an Airbnb? Yeah. You don't always think to check on Airbnb. Oh, I didn't think to check. I we always make such a thing of watching the BAFTAs. So I watched that on Sunday and then I also watched the Brit Awards, which was always fascinating. I feel like I'm generations behind what's actually going on in the charts. I mean I do like Dua Lipa. I think she's very cool. I don't I don't even <laughs> like I don't follow. <laughs> um, How can you make a podcast when I'm so out the loop? Yeah, I mean, I was talking to you about Kendrick Lamar earlier, and I was just thinking, I hope you. Know. I didn't. I didn't want to patronise you by saying, "Do you know who that is?" I mean, <laughs> if you knocked on my door and said, "Hi, I'm Kendrick Lamar," cool. You'd be like, "Do you live next door? <laughs> Are you my new neighbour? Do I have your post?" <laughs> Let me just check. Um, we watched the BAFTAs. Jack got the projector out. That's how much of a big deal it was in our house as well. Well, always one-upping one me. I thought Joanna Lumley was great. She was really good. Although, did you see um, when the way Jennifer Lawrence, when she when she went up to present the award, I think um, Joanna Lumley said something to her, like, oh, you're the hottest actress in the world. And, like, and she was quite cut in her reply. Oh, no, I missed that. I and, must have been making 60th cup of tea. For yeah, no, she was a bit like... That was a bit unnecessary, but thanks. Or like, and I was like, ooh, oh, the pinch. Oh, but they, but did you see them at the side of the stage? They were getting on like house oh, on okay. fire. Maybe, yeah. maybe. Don't worry. That sensitive live coming in again. No, but maybe, maybe <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence doesn't always know how to accept a compliment. Maybe she. Maybe, she, maybe this she, is another thing we have to talk about. Maybe we should get Jennifer Lawrence on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is it. Stay tuned. Um, the Brit Awards I didn't watch, but you kept texting me um, the highlights, so I felt like I watched it. Oh, I loved it. I loved seeing... Did you see Haim? Um, they were interviewing um, Cheryl Cheryl Cole and Liam. I had to remember their full names. <laughs> Liam. What is Liam? Pain. All oh, right, okay. Liam 1D. Liam 1D and Haim were behind, and it was just... The, I'll have to show you the clip. No, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. I just basically want your Twitter feed to follow Oh, yeah, the that was amusing. But the thing that really tickled me was Elton John talking about his very close friend, 
Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Just, it really tickled me because I thought, I don't know, it's just not how you say his name, is it? Well, maybe we're saying it wrong. It's like the cream egg debacle yeah, on where... Twitter. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. I hate cream egg. I, do you know what? I've become more converted to it in the last... With age. Well, that is interesting because I was eating a gold... Well, offered live a gold bar with a cup of tea earlier. And for those of you that don't know what a gold bar is, I had somebody from America message me because... I Instagram. I'm going around the houses again. Just, just bear with me. Um, Painting the picture. We uh, bought a 21 bumper pack of gold bars, and I put it on Instagram stories. And then somebody from America was like, "What's a gold bar?" And then I was a bit stumped. I couldn't really explain it. Um, but anyway, I offered live one earlier, and she said, "I don't really like gold bars." I hadn't had one in years, and I just felt they were. There's a lot of other sweet treats I'd probably favour higher than a gold bar. It's like a biscuit coated in like almost. Salted, uh, not salted caramel, like a caramel flavoured white chocolate. Yeah. And you, it's quite you yellow liked in. it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. So I think maybe if I tried a cream fine. egg again. Yeah, I, I do like a cream I could only have one though. But people go nuts for them. I do like cream egg and a brownie. Have you had that? <gasps> that would be nice. Yeah, they do bake really well. I can imagine um, that would be delicious. We've gone so far off the point of uh, Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Right, bring it back. What have you been buying this week? What brands have you been loving? Well, um, I'm sat here in my new dungarees. Well, plot twist, not the yellow suit, but some dungarees. I didn't go for the yellow suit. Ooh. I put it in my basket and I looked at it and I looked at it and I looked at it and I thought... And you left it in the basket. Are you really wearing lemon cord? I mean, I am. Yeah. But am I wearing it more than once? Yeah. You're like, how have I got here? <laughs> yeah, I just... So I left it in the basket and then Topshop have brought out my dungarees that I have in black cord and pink cord. They've brought them out in denim. Oh, I also have them in just black denim as well. They're great. Be- yeah, and I'm sat in them. They arrived about an hour before you turned up. I saw the packet. <laughs> I literally just whipped them on, They're whipped brilliant. the tags off. They're really nice, like pale, not too pale, like a nice... Your classic denim. Classic I'd say denim. A, a Levi 501 denim. Yeah, just a good, fail-safe, nice blue shade. And they're a really nice fit and shape as well. Yeah. Slightly I'm, tapered. I'm really, really pleased with them. So I went for practical, but I do like to own things in several colours. That is, some people really don't like that, do they? I, I like it. I think when you've got a good thing going, yeah. rather than wait until they disappear off the face of the earth, just get them as many, as many colours as possible. So yeah, unfortunately, again, quite boring for me. When it goes up a few degrees, I will be shop, shop, shopping away. That, shop, shop, shopping away. That's me tapping on the keyboard. You can't see that. I know. That's how I shop. There, there are arm gestures <laughs> everywhere. What have you been buying? Do you know what? I haven't actually... Actually, it's, tell a lie. I did buy a skirt from Topshop. It's like a silky midi skirt. Ooh. The one that all the kids are wearing. That, that, it's slightly uh, floral. Obviously, I've not seen it. <laughs> it's kind of like almost the shape of like the Ganny kind of ones, which are like midi, almost tied up at the side. Quite... Quite summery, but I think with a chunky knit, it looks really nice. I'm I'd feel... love to be that person that mixes chunky knits and silks. I feel like it's a nice concept, but when is the weather appropriate for a chunky knit and silk? Hmm. Because I was thinking, oh, we're at the weekend, but then I'm like, yeah, what with leggings underneath? It's cold. Yeah, because if it's warm enough for bare legs, do you want a jumper? I mean, I do, because I always feel the cold. Yeah, maybe it's the perfect outfit for you. Yeah, this is it. So that's what I've bought this week. Also been loving a brand called Mude Threads on Instagram. I followed them for quite a while. I bought a pillow from them in the summer when we moved house. And it's just, Jazz, who runs it, is so talented. She creates lots of um, T-shirts and totes, all with beautiful, like, hand-stitched 
line drawings of like bodies and it's just really beautiful stuff but she I think a couple of weeks ago had their account closed down by Instagram which was really sad and what because there's naked bodies like yeah, so they're outlines I mean, they're like, literally like, outlines it's like, like a real when you were at art weird, college doing yeah, them it's a real weird censorship but it was just really sad but um I highly recommend everyone go and check them out because she is so talented and I think when it's your business as well it's Instagram holds such a horrible power over that. Yeah, by, absolutely. Like, especially when it's like misinformation as well. And I've had a look at it. A, the stuff's really nice. And B, what are you censoring? Yeah, I know. Female bodies are not for censorship. I feel like we could have done a whole topic this week. I know. We've mentioned nudity quite a lot. Maybe that should have been the topic. Oof, never mind. Next time, that'll flow nicely. And I also have been starting to read or flick through, I did it last night, the new book by the wonderful Ray of Sunshine that is Emily Coxhead. I love Emily Coxhead. Oh, she is amazing. <laughs> if you haven't haven't heard of her, she runs a newspaper, which is called... The Happy News. I have a, a copy here somewhere in one of my many piles. It is amazing. It's basically a newspaper that she created basically just consisting of happy news everywhere because she felt have we talked about this before i don't not Uh, on here okay we might have talked about it irl but she felt the news was too negative and i think i might have spoken i can't remember i think this is another topic we need to go into and talking about the impact of the news i don't listen to the news i get my news source from the internet but if it's on the radio especially in the morning it seems to be on every half an hour so we stop listening to the radio and mm. it's just so negative but my auntie used to live in Singapore she said I think I said it on Instagram stories that's where I, um, I had this conversation with myself <laughs> and they used to put positive news articles on whereas for us in the UK they're very few and far between it's a real flow of negativity and that's why it's so nice you just curates and collates the best selection of good stories. And she's done a book, which is like a happiness journal, um, but not in a way that's like, write down five things. Like it's ways you can implement happiness into other people's lives as well. So there's a little page where you can tear out a note and leave it somewhere, be it on like- Oh, I love stuff in like that. In like a menu in a cafe, or there's things that, little small gestures you could do. When do you want to leave me that Danny jumper on a chair? Oh yeah, I'll, I'll leave it in one of your books. In one of, amongst one of your books that'd be great just, I'll slip it in and then there's just things that you could do when you're out in public just small gestures I think take not a lot of confidence to do but have such a big impact and the kind of things if someone did it to you you'd be like wow I feel that's really made my day and it's just it's so true like small gestures if we all did more of them definitely it could really you know make the world a bit of a brighter yeah place. i think um, emily's instagram as well it's just very positive and very but not in like too much of a happy clappy way do you know what i mean not it's not too i do sometimes when it's like too like be positive be like it's, yeah yeah a, she gets annoyed you know she she shares the highs and the lows but it's in a really way important. that's yeah it's really like i don't know it's got a really nice non kind of patronizing touch to it it doesn't feel like we should all be happy because i think it's taking on the fact that everyone's got trials and tribulations in their lives but how to incorporate small things to make those things easier should we move on to today's topic because we could just this intro could be a whole podcast <laughs> i was thinking that every time every time i go to record the podcast and i'm like but i need to tell you about another thing like, can i tell you one more thing yeah you can tell me one more one thing. more thing one more no more okay <laughs> so i went for a meeting this week and 
I had a lovely conversation with a stranger. She's called Jen, and I want to say Jenny Sinclair, but that is the oh, lady. Oh, is it Jen Sincero? Yeah, 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 but yeah. on another podcast, I said Jenny Sinclair, who I think was one of those women. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> But at no classic. point did that get corrected. So somebody just listens to that podcast episode thinking yeah. Jenny Sinclair wrote a book called uh, You Are Badass at Making Money. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe she, I don't know. Um, anyway, the author has brought out a second one. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Which is all about, uh, less about money, it's about life. And um, I am reading, again, Tara Moore's book on playing big. Oh, yeah, you've told me about this before, and I need to pick it up. I am this close to buying 30 copies and just distributing them around everybody I know. Maybe that could be your act of kindness. I know, but it's quite costly. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, this girl was sat, um, we were at Caravan in King's Cross, and I was waiting for somebody, and she she was actually just really cool and just went to have a coffee and read her book. But I saw, um, she put her book down just before she went to order, and I said, oh, you know, how are you enjoying that book? I, you know, I loved the first one. I haven't read that one yet. And then I showed her my book and we just had 20 minutes of That's really... so cool. It was just the best conversation with a stranger I've had in years. That's so, that's the, that is the perfect way of starting it up as well, being like, oh, how are you finding it? Yeah. Because it's not like creepy, it's... And you know what you're talking about. Oh my God, Yeah, that. and it was weird because we went straight to the nitty gritty. Yeah. Because the book's a lot about kind of confidence, your inner critic versus your inner mentor, self-belief. We just went straight there. That's so cool. Because and she could, yeah. It was really nice. And then when she left, she said I had a really nice energy. Oh my God. And you I really... do. That's why you can't get rid of me. <laughs> it's your energy. It's, it's the way I make tea and gold bars, isn't it? It's a few, it's a few other things too. But So that was all, all else I had to say. That's really good. That's a really nice, like, t- see it shows that it pays off being a bit brave and starting a conversation with a stranger. I almost couldn't help it this time. Sometimes I have a, a little argument in my head. I'm going, like that. Should, should I say something? Like, I really like your bag or I really like your shoes or I've read that. I have to stop myself from getting involved in strangers' conversations. Oh, all the time. I think once I, I actually crossed the line and it could have... Two friends were having a discussion about somebody's boyfriend. <laughs> and I actually went in. And got involved, and I just thought, luckily, they were quite understanding, you know, and, and I think they appreciated it, but yeah, that's where you have to draw the line. That's where you have to put your headphones on and crank it up. And yeah. Like, I'm not listening, I'm not listening, I'm not listening. Yeah. It's very difficult, yeah. though. Your inner critic's very harsh sometimes. Yeah. And, and I'm clearly not, not too much for you, but... <laughs> Let's cut to the chase. Today's topic is about ambition and defining success. 
we were talking a lot about confidence and I kind of thought, I've been thinking about a lot actually about ambition and what it means to define yourself as successful. Because I think in this age, especially the age of hashtag girl boss, it's changing a lot and there is a lot of pressure. And I think to be seen as not being ambitious can often be seen as a negative thing. Yes. And I wanted to talk about that because I think we need to shape that because it's not a negative thing to not be ambitious. It's absolutely fine. It's the same as being ambitious, I think. Yeah, I think, I know what you mean, because quite a lot of people's careers are quite visible. Yeah. You know, they're on Instagram kind of shouting their success and I'm not... That's important to do, by the way. Yeah, okay, it's a really fine line, isn't it? Yeah. But, you know, but then there'll be some people who, who kind of... You know, I'm not, and I speak to friends about this, they're not that ambitious or yeah. they don't want to, you know, they're quite happy yeah. in, in their day to day. And actually, ha- have they got the success? Yes, they have, because oh. that's what they want. And that's why I think defining success is so important, because I think often success is defined by money and income and position, like in a career. Yeah. And actually, some of the most successful women I know aren't in managerial roles they're not doing like what you define on paper as massive things and you know starring in a film for example or releasing a book but they're so successful and I think that's what we need to redefine I know what you mean so I'm going to go back to when I was younger so when I was younger I thought I wanted to marry a rock star I mean (laughs) That would have been my success. And then once I got to university, um, I thought if I worked for Chanel, that would be my success. Whereas now, I realise just how hard adulting is. You know, growing up, paying the bills, finding a house, you know, doing the shopping, all of that kind of stuff. Success is just, to me, and is just being happy. That's, and however that looks. I think that's the thing, especially with what I do. I think a lot of people's success might be, I don't know, doing a high-end shop every week or something. And it's only, I think the older you get, the more you realise where your priorities lie in terms of success. And for me, it's very much got to a place where I've realised I'm not motivated by money, like, or incentivised by it. Obviously, it's important to have it, to keep a flow and it's nice to have options but I think I'm very much incentivized and driven by the fact that I just want a really nice balanced personal life I like want to be able to see my friends I want to have time to organize things and hang out without feeling like I should be working and that to me is like the epitome of feeling successful but it's so different for other people than so often I read blog posts that are like I want to be like the best at this I want to be like it's like achieve 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 which is amazing and it's so positive to have that message but equally there kind of, kind of comes that in like the feeling of like the feeling inferior as well if you don't feel like that because I'm not a particularly businessy or I don't know ambitious I am ambitious but maybe it's that you know whatever happens being mediocre yeah because just feeling content yeah absolutely because you know we work so hard and kind of Loop, like looping everybody in at this and it's you know do you do you work to live or do you live to work yeah it's um and I think that's where the success and ambition kind of conversation blurs a bit because those two kind of run very parallel to one another and neither is the wrong thing like I know people that you know love would work happily till like three in the morning which is perfect but for me that wouldn't be 
the balance of success and work life that I want. I know what you mean. I feel maybe last year and maybe not so much this year, only in February, but you often it was quite a badge of honour to be busy. Yeah. So busy. You know, you weren't I'm kind of talking about a general mood again, but you know, people are like, I'm just too busy to see my friends. I've been working yeah. until three AM. You know, is what is that that you're kind of getting to do certain things especially when you're freelance sometimes or kind of trying to carve out a career path that necessarily not that many people have done before it is hard but you know working the the just a kind of a law of being busy I feel like that myth that was a myth almost yeah it's it's a really weird one I think because there is that pride that comes with being busy because I think especially when you are self-employed it's almost like validation it's like see I am working people want to work with me but equally I think there's having that balance and that kind of equilibrium which says that you can be busy but still maintain things and I think that's the thing like for like in terms of success that's being able to switch off at like half past five or six and be like right the day is done definitely and when I used to work in the office kind of rolled around to half five and nobody was leaving and it kind of that thing if you left at half five and you you probably worked really hard that day. Eight hours is quite a long time to kind of be beavering away. And nobody wanted to leave their desk because that wasn't what the kind of successful or the, you know, the ambition yeah. was, you know, so it, it gets seven o'clock and I'd be like, I'm a bit peckish and a bit tired now. I can't, you know, can <laughs> I, I leave? done. But it, I mean, I guess that that was the culture of that particular office that I'm talking about that she'll... Re- but I do think that is an office thing as well because I speak to like a lot of people that have a similar thing where it's like you feel guilt for leaving early even if you've done like a 12 hour day if you're still the first person to leave the office even if your time management is superior to everyone else in there because you've done what you need to do there's that guilt that comes with leaving on time because you're like you've almost got to feel like you're constantly proving yourself and why is that I think that guilt thing's interesting so I come across it a lot um with my friends who have had babies sorry the seagulls oh no they are do you know why? The what? lady across the road, can you see she's feeding them bread? Oh my, does she not realise what we're doing? I know, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to continue. <laughs> um, like, so I'm going to have to go and have a word. <laughs> so sorry about the seagulls, but a, a lot of my friends obviously um, have got little babies like me. And what's so wrong with wanting to be a stay-at-home mum? Yeah. I feel like going back to that definition of success and ambition and being busy, you know, almost quite a few of them are, I don't want to say ashamed, but, you know, one of sometimes the first questions you get asked when you go somewhere new is, what do you do? Yeah. And then to reply with, I stay at home and look after the children. That is, I mean, to be honest, that's two, I think they said two and a half full-time jobs. There was somebody that did research into it. Um, That's actually the equivalent of two and a half full-time jobs. But, you know, I sometimes think that... that they're almost ashamed to say, oh, and they kind of, when they say it, they say, oh, I just stay at home with the kids. Yeah, there's that feeling of, I just do this, yeah. or I just do that. Oh, I just work in an office. Like, so? That's perfect. That's that's amazing. Like, you're part of something. Like, you're making, like, you're powering the cogs that turn. Yeah, absolutely. And if it's all about how you value the way you spend your time. Yeah, completely. Um, and money and things like that. So it may be, I haven't seen my friends for... I'm just going to do that because I'm not even sure like, the yeah. last time I saw them. That That's not successful. That's I need to prioritise them and and self-care and things like that. It's so important. That's the thing. Like I thought for a while I was almost 
not saying yes to too much because I want to be more of a yes man because I was a bit of a no man for a while. I was like, <laughs> no. nope. I was like, no, thank you. That's fine. I'm a bit scary, no. But I think I was doing a lot of things and I just didn't make a lot of time for friends, which we've spoken about before. And I found like, I was rubbish at texting back and just replying, making time to just do simple things like reply to a message on time and not leaving someone waiting. I think I read an article on Man Repeller or something like that, which kind of laid out the acceptable times to not, to like leave someone before you text them back. Oh, and how long was that? Oh, God. It made me feel terrible because I think it's almost like an hour to like half a day to a day and then it went on to a week and I was like, I was edging on to the comfortably the week with everything and it was just like, yeah, that's not acceptable. Yeah, like, just because you... you're working 24-7 doesn't mean that you're successful. And, that, and that's the thing and it's that balance which I've now kind of regained which I can be like prompt and make like prioritize the things that are important to me like I love being able to switch off at the end of the day I feel very lucky to be able to do what I do as a career like unbelievably like fortunate and privileged but it's still maintaining a balance outside of definitely I think I like you used to thrive on the fact that I would be working till 3am yeah actually what was I getting done and you wear it like a badge of honor you're like oh I'm work I've just been working and it's fine, cause, but then equally you're like, well, that just doesn't show my time management skills is very impressive, does it? Because I'm like still doing what I could have done in like eight hours earlier on today, but I was just petering around. like. I was talking to you in another Facebook group. <laughs> you and your Facebook group. <laughs> um, and it was um, specifically for mums um, who are self-employed and they were saying, you know, how do you manage to do is not to me just putting it out there to the group and I said recently maybe in the past six months I started prioritizing my to-do list by what is important to me that particular day so say yeah. for, for example um money is is quite a lot of the days you know I have to prioritize the money tasks yeah so I just kind of do, do a brain dump of everything that I need to do um including you know house stuff because it's just for me good yeah. to get it out in my notebooks yeah oh yes oh yes oh yes <laughs> um and then I prioritise it via, via money. So, you know, what is going to get me closer to my money goals? Yeah. However, sometimes if you prioritise too much on the money goals, like, for example, this is why lifts come today, because my house goals um, and my balance was all off because the bathroom hadn't been cleaned. There was 20,000 loads of washing upstairs. Yeah. The fridge is empty. So actually, on another day, I'll then prioritise the to-do list. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, like realign everything. Yeah, like definitely. Just to, keep, just to keep the scales in balance. I don't know, I just I do think the skull boss label is an unintentional means of pressure. I know what you mean. And, you know, does everyone want to run their own company? Does everybody want to work for themselves? Every boss is a girl boss. Yeah, they like, are the boss of boss- their own lives. Yeah, whether you're bossing it at home, bossing it with two children, bossing it in an office, bossing it in reception, bossing at the top of... The business yeah absolutely. like everyone is doing something that has value and I think there shouldn't be that pressure to think to be successful you have to be like that I think it's even when you're you're younger and you're asked what you want to be there's always that thing where it's like you want to be like an astronaut or you know a film star there's always these big kind of careers which is obviously like fair enough but there's never that thing where you're like oh actually I just want to I just want to have a nice life. I've written down in my notes, the simple life is often hard. Yeah. and it, Interesting. Yeah. Because, Very true. Because it is. I, I know I keep going on about adulting. I feel like adulting came and bit me in the bum the day that June was born. But it, it just, 
it is so hard and I wrote a newsletter about this and I, I got quite a lot of replies and I just kind of said to everybody you know I'm sure we're all doing the same yeah you know just managing a household managing relationships managing finances managing clean having enough clean pants which I sometimes I can't and we so we take those things for granted like I was I when I have days I'm a bit like mm, yeah like I, just, I don't feel that I'm doing much I'm like actually you know, you're running a household, albeit for two people, but and a dog, you're looking like... I imagine Maggie's got quite a lot of demands. Oh, she's very demanding. But then you're doing that, you're maintaining personal relationships, trying to see your family and maintaining that, and then also doing work, and then life admin. There's so many different, like, strings to it. Yeah, and then you're supposed to be building your hashtag empire. I know, that's it. And some days you just want to sit down with a cup of tea and stare out the window. I know, the best and watch the seagulls I mean that's what I'm trying to do now while I talk so <laughs> I'm trying to fit that in on my uh... but I'm, I I would like to um, I was I was going to put this to you but I think um, it'd be nice to interview some people at a later stage and just yes. kind of just because you don't have 100,000 social media followers or just because you know what you're doing is not out there on the internet does not mean that it's not successful well, or is, you don't have ambition this is I don't know whether I said it to you in this in one of our podcasts maybe but even for, like, my best friend, for example, she's a teacher, and it's not something she shares online, but when she talks to me about what she does with a class of, like, 36-year-olds... Yeah, who's changing lives here? I'm like, my goodness, like, that's incredible. Like, you're shaping these little people into brilliant humans who know things and could go on to be anything. How many six-year-olds does she know she's 30? I mean, I can... 25 to 30... Don't get angry at me, Gemma. I'm sorry, I can't remember the exact number. Um, well, can you, I don't think I could deal with two of, six-year-olds. But it's a large amount of children, and everyone's got their own like their own baggage and their own abilities, and it's managing a class of that many people. I think that is mind-blowing. I think compared to some of the things I see online and the things that I see people do, obviously everything's of value in its own way, but I think that's incredible, and that's a career that's like a quite a quiet career especially I suppose when you're a teacher you can't really put a lot about yourself online <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> just doing an Instagram live yeah I think... look what I'm doing but there's that thing I think when you're in a maybe a more of a media or creative career obviously especially when you're freelance you have to shout about what you're doing because that is you are your own PR person whereas I guess when you're doing a career like that you don't have to do that and you don't need to do that and you can't really do it anyway because it's you know you're, you're you're limited on what you can share about that but they're the careers I'm like wow like I know I mean um my sister-in-law's train um retraining um in her 30s to be say, an ambulance person I was about to talk to you about ambulance drivers I mean the stuff <laughs> that obviously you know she has to be confidential to a degree but some of the stuff she tells me but this blows is, my mind I was thinking this earlier this week I was actually chatting to an ambulance driver when I was just in when I was in the hospital earlier this week and I was so blown away and so impressed and I felt really passionate and I was like to what funding and I was like all the work they do and I feel like sometimes when you're online, you're on in this little, like, blissfully unaware bubble. Yeah, start talking. I'm not saying we're start talking about the algorithm, but, you know, talk about the algorithm or followers. But that's or... it. I'm like, like, as if the algorithm is the big... And it's, it is it is difficult and it is tricky because it impacts your career and your business and all the rest of it. But then I was like... Sometimes I was just like, oh, Liv, come on. Like, come on. And yeah, when you're having a bad day, let's get that into perspective. Well, that's not real sense now. But I was, I was so inspired. And it's almost like looking into the bigger picture and thinking... 
no one is more important than someone else. Like, no one's success or definition of it is more important than someone else at all. Yeah. And that was... A... Just because some people's comes with more likes or comments. Yeah, that's the thing. It doesn't make you more important in the bigger picture. It really, really, really doesn't. And I think we can all benefit from knowing that and remembering it all the time. Like, everyone has value, massive value. Yeah, you know, why do we constantly keep having to strive to be better or to be the best? Exactly. Like, what if I don't want to be the best? And that's the thing, like, I reckon in a lot of careers, there probably isn't that real need to be, like, it's social media, social media every time. <laughs> I feel like everything we talk about, we're just, like, social media, media's fault. Social media, I know, and I, I mean, I had a bit of a deep conversation, I was like, maybe I need to retrain, maybe I need to do what more. What would you retrain as? I don't I know. I did try the florist thing, as I say, for a day. I'd, I'd love to do something like that. I mean, I was just thinking... Do you know how tiring it is, though? I they just get up to... at the, like, in the middle of the night. I just feel like I would generally want to put more value in there somewhere. I feel like I... I... But then everybody needs, you know... That, that's Escapism. what you say. Ev- everybody is valuable because, you know... Yeah, you're right. You know, people need to know how to put outfits together. I'm not even joking. <laughs> I, was, I knew people it as soon as, me. as soon as it came out of my mouth. I was like, that sounds really patronising. <laughs> but, you know, people need, need to know... Um, your value is you bring small brands people's attention, places to go and travel, you know. Yeah, like, I what... do put, I suppose sometimes there, there's that thing where you think, oh, I want to put something more valuable out there. I want to, like, help in some yeah, way. Yeah, I don't know if, I, if if an ambulance came, if I'd want you popping out the ambulance. <laughs> I just... I'm not a good driver either, so <laughs> to be fair. Popping along at, like, 20 miles an hour, like, just don't worry about anything. But I just, it, it does make you think, though, like, about, Oh, this is. I'm just. I'm off. I'm off. Yeah, you're. You're kind of where I was last week, where I was getting kind of set up, bottled uh, up. Right? Yeah, just about like what value we have. And I said to my mum the other day, I was like, I want to be a carer. I want to care for people. But you need to have the right disposition. Like of I've got a friend who's a carer, and again, some of the situations that she comes up against, oh, it, I am not. I am not built for that. But I she know. is because the way that she deals with it, she said she does take it home, but not. To a degree, you have to be she, able yeah, to. Yeah, she she can leave it. Well, I don't know. Maybe I do talk about this a lot, but I had a brain tumor when I was ten, and I had the most amazing surgeon, the most amazing oh, God, nurses. Yeah. I had to. There was a lot of physiotherapy work involved, and my tumor was benign. Just in case, I just want to clarify that, just in case anybody um, thinks um, it was otherwise. I couldn't do their job. I, oh, it's it's mind blowing. I, I have a scratch on my finger, and it makes me feel a bit sick every time I look at it. <laughs> You know, and and that's why... Get through this. We'll get through this. (laughs) I'd like to continue this discussion on Facebook. Yes. Um, Let's put it to the group. Um, Obviously, if I was allowed to phone in. Um, (laughs) But we should pop something in there. Um, We'll start a thread about defining success and ambition. And I'd just like to hear your thoughts on it, really. Yeah, maybe. Not yours, Liv. I've heard yours. You've heard all of mine. Maybe we should prompt you by asking you to note down something you're proud of so it could be as big or as small potentially something that you've done in your career or your job that you're proud of obviously if you're not totally happy like sharing that that's absolutely fine so maybe just something else in general so we can start celebrating each other's little successes and the things that have made us successful personally my mini win this week was jack cleaned the bathroom and it's almost a rom- romantic gesture because it hadn't been cleaned for nearly three weeks. I mean, oh, we've, we've been we'd, there. We'd, yeah, and it was just you know again too busy to clean the bathroom, and actually a clean bathroom, clean mind, 
Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there we go. I might get that on a t-shirt. So thank you for joining us on the third episode of The Fringe of It. I hope, we hope you enjoyed it. We haven't waffled too much. And I hope the sounds of Margate weren't too much. I feel like we're getting more and more comfortable each time to the point that we're going to get really, really waffly. So we're just like, yeah, it's like chatting with friends and then you're suddenly interrupting each other. <laughs> I know, there is, I mean, again, the, not the pressure. Well, a little bit. I do feel a bit of pressure now. People are actually listening. I know. We didn't think anyone would listen, so. Yeah, I said the difficult second album. This is... This the is, comeback single. Yeah, this is the comeback single. <laughs> if you have any feedback, send us an email, thefringeofit at gmail.com. And we will see you next week, bright and breezy. Until then, au revoir. Ta-ra. 